Hello and welcome to the Fit for Life podcast with your host, Alan Fitton. In this podcast, I will be covering fitness-related subjects and my experiences to do with nutrition, building muscle and weight loss, to name a few, and how, above all, to keep fit for life. Hello and welcome back to the Fit for Life podcast with your host, Alan Fitton. Um, we're back. We had a bit of a, a bit of a time off there. Um, but we're back and rocking and rolling. So we have a guest today, uh, one of my good friends, John. Say hello, John. Hello, hi. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm not too bad. Still yeah. aching from the other week, but yeah, yeah doing yeah. good. Just uh, you didn't so long ago. You just do a, a sort of strongman qualifying competition, didn't you? Last yeah, Sunday? it's uh, yeah, it was very tough. But, but it didn't stop you from three twenty kilo deadlifting last night, did no, it? No, unexpected. But yeah, no, it was worth it. Yeah, are you sore today? Uh, yeah, still feeling it. It's. Um, like I said, it, was, it wasn't exactly planned, but it's always fun. Always fun to have a quick session and uh, yeah. smash a weight. <laughs> That's good. So, uh, so uh, we are sport today. Uh, we have got John here. He, is, um, he, he goes within Strongman, and we're going to be finding out about him, um, what he's done, the reason he does it, how far he's come, his challenges and things like this in, in today's um, episode. But today we're going to start off with something new. Um, I'm forcing John to have a sharp mm. ginger immune support um, because we need immune support, don't we, John? Oh, you do? Yeah, hang on. Right, before we do this. The water's <laughs> coming out. Water in there. The water is coming this out, is mate. This is my favourite thing from M&S in the world. It's like, it's well, just I'm, I'm glad you like it. Cause, uh, do, yeah. you, do you absolutely hate it? Uh, ginger and apple in one. It's uh, it, it, it's it, awful. It, but... it, it may turn you. you. You might have this and it may change your life forever. Yeah, it may turn me stomach. Yeah, but, uh... it may do. But So I thought, what's a way of having something fun before we begin? And I thought, straight vodka is a bit much because you are driving. But I thought, yeah. we'll go chin chin. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Appreciate mate. it. In one. Are you good? Yeah. <coughs> <laughs> straight with the water. It burns. I don't like you. <laughs> That's that, awful. Was that tough? Was that challenging? I love it. I'm a Passes me brownie. Me. Passes me brownie. I, I, I'm addicted to it. You have a bit of that. Oh, that'll do. We've got, we've got supplies here as well. We've got uh, gluten-free, mm-hmm. uh, caramel, marinas, rice crispy cakes. Uh, you have actually got your uh, warrior raw protein bar there as well. That was horrendous. <laughs> was Thanks it? for that, mate. Out a, a 10? Two. <laughs> that bad? That was awful. I, I loved a little uh, burn you get afterwards. I, I find it addictive. And it's meant to give you a bit of a high, this as well. A blend of cloudy apple juice with ginger juice, cloud pressure applied, no heat treatment for a fresh tasting product. It's 88% apple juice and 12% ginger juice. I feel like I've been ripped off. Well, they can keep that. I I do want to start trying to make my own, to be fair, because I would gladly have that every morning. Really? I love it, yeah. I'm glad you do. Sorry, you don't. (laughs) Far from it, mate. Anyway, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. um, So I met John. Uh, How do we meet? Um, I was living in Chester for a short period of time, wasn't Mm -hmm. I? And uh, I did a bit of work in Tesco. I was uh, was living there, and uh, so I didn't kill uh, myself and the person I was living with at the moment in time. We need to get a bit of space, so went to work at Tesco and started working in Tesco. And um, when I started there, they said, oh, there's a guy who lifts weights like you. You probably get on with quite well. I was like, oh. I was intrigued, and then, um, and then we met, and the rest yeah. was history, wasn't just it? Just really? off, mate. Yeah, it was yeah perfect. Yeah. We had same some of the goals: weight training, you know, just train, training in general. And yeah, you were more into bodybuilding. I was more into be strongman and strength training, and yeah, just hit it off. It's perfect. Yeah. I think I think yeah, you have some you have a, a respect for someone who, who follows that yeah massively that, that narrative and that has that as a passion 
um, I think you get on with people because you're quite, you are almost not one track minded, but your mind's in a bit in a particular route, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like you have an understanding of the similar person. Now you you, you understand the strain of it, you know, yeah. the, the limitations of muscle mass growing and strength training, and then you side of bodybuilding, growing your muscles to the the mass volume and yeah. the recovery side of things, and what your body has to go through is in a similar sense. So I think from that you have the same understanding of yeah. what the other person is feeling at the same yeah. time. Much so, much so. But obviously, as, as we go through this, it'll be interesting because strongman's very different to what I do. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Although it's, uh... it is still picking weights up and putting weights down, um, but a different context of it mm-hmm. um, that we'll find out more in this podcast today. Um, so what do you currently do for work, John? Uh, well, I currently do uh, vacant property inspections for a, a security company. Um, actually, I'll put it out there, Parallel Security, very good security okay. company. Um, yeah, so I currently work for, uh, do VPIs for them, uh, which are vacant property inspections, which old abandoned buildings, pubs, banks, things like that. Um, we go in there, check them out and things like that. Uh, it's quite good for me. Uh, it means I can eat on the, on the road. Um, it's not a, it's not a very taxing job. You know, I can sit and drive and walk around certain buildings. So I'm not lifting and putting myself out for training and things like that. But yeah, it's quite good. Which is it's important, I think, as someone, um, the kickboxing athlete that I had on a few weeks ago, he said, you know, because, you know, you're not paid for what you do, you know, yeah. in, in, in the sport that you oh, do. Yeah. But it is important to find something that you can still get your bread and butter, but you can still fit that passion love in alongside your sport. It's important, yeah. isn't it? Oh, very. Um, and if you can eat on the move and still get your training in, then it's... It's an absolute no-brainer, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's a win-in because I, for, for myself, especially when you've got to eat like three or four meals over um, a day in between like a 10-hour period. Yeah. Um, if you're in a job where you can only have, say, like one or two breaks, well, then you, you're doing yourself out of, you know, a lot of calories, a lot of protein and your macros drops a bit. Yeah. Where with my job, okay, it's not ideal, you know, eating out of a van, but you kind of, I'm kind of grateful that I, I can still continue eating my vast amount of meals. Yeah, not be taxed on my my legs, my arms, lifting things and stuff like that. You know, I'm very fortunate, and I'm fortunate with the job that I've got. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm very proud of the job that I've got. I, I obviously I worked in retail for years, and uh, a few of my, my mates they got good mates with eventually because I was bigger originally when I worked there. But they when they were um, they were the big bodybuilders into the weight training things. They used to be like on on the, on the tills, and yeah. they'd be taken to the back of them by little. Tubs of cottage cheese and tuna, <laughs> and they'd be there like squatting down, sending it home yeah. quickly because they only get one break. I was going to say that's the problem. You know, you're force feeding yourself because you've yeah, limited yeah. on time, but yeah, yeah. You, know, you do what you can. Yeah, no, sound. So, um, so obviously we've said you you're into, into strongman. Um, so what got you into fitness sport? Has it always been strongman for you, or you know what got you? What um, got the fire burning for you, John? I think from a very young age. I've always found that I was a bit stronger than everyone else. I was a little bit bigger than everyone else. I was quite chunky and stuff. But then as I got to GCSE stages um, of like childhood and things, I started going to the gym and stuff. I was very fortunate to train with a lot of like powerlifters and bodybuilders. Um, roll on to 2016, um, partners suggested, you know, I want you do something a bit different, try a strong man. You know, I watch it every single year at Christmas. Um, I was mesmerized by what they were doing, picking up like fridges and carrying these weights and, yeah. you know, pulling um, trains and stuff. I thought oh, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I found a group in Chester that started doing strong man. And from there, it just spiraled on. I, I didn't think it'd take off as well as it did. 
you know, I went from deadlifting 180 kilos to deadlifting 260 kilos within such a short period of time. So I think that kind of spurred on the challenge of me to do strongman properly yeah. and to take some time in it. And, you know, I'm very grateful for that because I ended up training with some amazing people, people that I watched on TV and stuff and yeah. seen them. So, yeah, it kind of grew from there and it went on and on and on till what it is today. Till it is today, yeah. 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 Oh, quality. I mean, come along. I think Strongman is, is, is big now. I think it has... It's, it's, oh, I think huge. You think about 10 years ago, it was, it was there, but it wasn't as prominent as what it is now. Yeah. I mean, going back from when I first started, Eddie Hall had only well I wouldn't say breaking out onto the scene but he became more well known yeah. so Britain's Strongest Man I'm sure it was held in Leeds um, a very small like one sided venue like five or six rows of seats and you know, it was a lot smaller um, Ultimate Strongman was going at the time both big for what they were but they weren't as big as they are now and when I first started it was small Yeah, but like you said over the past Five years, probably from 2015, 16, 17 is when we first started seeing the proper growth in the sport. Um, when I started doing World's Strongest Man, there was only 10 to 15 people in it. Uh, now, World's Strongest Man, you're talking, some, sometimes it can be up to 25 people in right, one comp. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's just showing the progression of the sport and the progression of athletes. You know, more and more people are lifting heavier weights. So they're competing now, and which I reckon... 10 years ago, if you seen someone deadlifting 250 kilos in the gym, that was amazing. That yeah. would probably be the strongest person in the gym. Yeah, yeah. Now, you're seeing people deadlifting two to 300 kilos in a lot of gyms. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's more coming, common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the numbers now, I'd say if I see someone pulling 400 kilos, I would say they're strong. Yeah, yeah. Right. Where some people pulling 300 kilos... You know, I'm sorry, but that's typical weight now. Yeah, everyone's yeah. everyone's yeah, adapted yeah. and moved yeah. on. Yeah, let's that, that, just put out there that the most I've ever deadlifted is 195. <laughs> For context, I think mine's 340 <laughs> kilos. I think. Christ, yeah, uh, that yeah. Would break, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get it a millimeter off the floor. I wouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> Christ. Um, so, um, so can you? So imagine that I was that I'm an alien from the planet Pluto. And I know nothing about strongman. So for the for listeners out there that don't really know much about strongman at all, could you give us a breakdown of what it is and what's it about? So it'd be a set of events and each event has got set rules. So for example, you'd normally have a deadlift mm -hmm. or a squat, an overhead press challenge, whether that be a dumbbell, a log, axle. Yep. And that'll be typically either from the floor, A to B, overhead press and lock it out or you could have a viking press which is a machine which is statically done mm -hmm. and quick to the shoulder press it overhead and as many reps as possible uh, then you usually have a medley or a carry which yeah. could be involving a frame or farmers uh, medley run would be numerous of items uh, the one i've just done was a 100 kilo scoop from a um like a digger yeah. Um, a 100 kilo tyre and then two 200 kilo sandbags and then push the truck that we just loaded it on um, you made it look pretty easy on Sunday I'm not going to lie uh, <laughs> it ma made it look easy but yeah, yeah, my body yeah. was telling me no yeah, was <laughs> but um, yeah and then you would usually have an ending which typically is an Atlas Stone run Atlas yeah. Stone ranges from say 100 kilos to 200 kilos 
and the balls will be put into sink and it's the quickest person to lift some more. Yeah. So yeah, that's it, that's in a nutshell. Um, I mean, depending on where you want to be and how good you are at lifting, so you've got the main categories are first timers, so someone that's never touched a kit in their life, yeah, yeah, okay. that wants to give it a go. Then you've got novice, mm-hmm. which is generally people that are strong, but so say if you've got like 180 kilo deadlift, I'd generally say go with like near a novice. Um, then you've got your inter, which. It's, it's a lot of it's growing rapidly into because everyone's getting to that point where they're strong but they're not stupidly strong right okay and then you have your opens which is what i go into and then other lads and then that usually goes into nations right and then higher to uk's britain's um for example gab bilton um when i met him i think he did a comp then he went into wales wales went into uh ultimate strongman ultimate strongman led to the uk's for him yeah uk's he won that and then Britain's opened up and now he's in Worlds. He's flying out in two weeks' time. You know, that just shows the progress that you can lead into. Um, and again, how much the sport's grown yeah, and yeah, yeah. how many more doors are open now. And it's great. It's good, it's isn't perfect. it? Would you would you say that Eddie Hall's done a lot for the sport? Yes, massively. Yeah. Um, obviously, you've got the people like Terry Hollands on Charley. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're two of the big names. When I was growing up, you know, Back in early 2000s, when I was watching it as a kid on yeah. Channel 5 at Christmas, um, they were the names you wanted to see, obviously, um, uh, Marius Pujanowski and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, uh, Adam Bishop, Graham Hicks, uh, the Stallman brothers, they all started coming yeah. up to the scene then. Yeah, by yeah. 2014, Eddie Hall was growing massively. I think 2014, he, he won his first Britons, and he, he just rolled on from there, and I think Eddie's look, you know, scar across his eye, tattoos, big guy, Mohican, beard, his, his attitude, and, you know, I'm the beast, and yeah, shouting, yeah. screaming. Um, I think that caught people's eye, and yeah, that yeah. brought the, forward the spokes. People are interested then. You know, yeah. I've got a bad habit of, when I've done a lift, I just walk off. I'm, I'm not a showboater. I don't, you know, don't scream and shout. I just get it done, go. Yeah, yeah. But Eddie Hall worked at it. He made himself a brand, which was perfect because they said it brought on the sport massively, yeah. hugely. It's like when you, when you did the, the, um, the farmer's walk on Sunday <laughs> and he made it look at Doddle. Like, yeah. it, just, it just, 230 kilos, he picked up and just, just strolled with him in his hand and he's put down, turned around. As if it just done nothing. You oh. did do a bow as well. I did get that on camera. Oh, to be yeah. fair. Um, but but it just looked like it was like nothing to it. To put it down, you're like, job done. Yeah. No, uh, but I think that's the thing. It's. I think if you look into an event too much, yeah, it can knock you a bit. Where if you know that you've got a win, you know you got to put it all in. Yeah. But take a step back, relax, take it easy. You know, like I did with the with the the farmer's carry. Yeah. Uh, for the frame. I did it, picked it up, walked it, put it down. You know, I was comfortable, I was happy. Um, you know, and I think some people in sports, they take things a bit to heart and it can damage them a bit. Yeah, yeah. And I think in that sense, you know, relax, take it easy, enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. And I think but, that's what a lot of people don't do. Yeah, and I think I because think you've been in the sport for a while, you're obviously a bit more mature, you're a bit yeah. wiser, and you know to sl- to slow down, take a breather, and be yeah. like, you know, compose myself, be controlled here. And you could see that, you know, with him watching your Sunday, and it was, it was brilliant. It was epic. Thanks. Um, so, um, but I'm where we up to. So, um, so let's talk about some of your primary lifts now. Um, what is your max for your current lifts? So, um, obviously, bench, you, you know, you're 
we said before, you don't really bench that Yeah, often. so benching's not really a, a big thing in strongman. No, it, no. It, it can be quite adaptive to other things, like yeah. overhead pressing, and even like deadlifts, just keeping the tightness in your chest and your lats. Yeah, yeah. Um, yourself locked in kind but of But yeah, uh, deadlift-wise, uh, sorry, um, bench-wise, between 160 and 170, but I only train it like two or three times a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. only on the whim. As we were saying before, before we came on this, was about saying that our universal hate for bench pressing because I don't see the point in it either. No. I always prefer, I'd rather have a, a dumbbells. Dumbbells, wouldn't we? All dumbbells the all the way, 100%. All the way. Uh, deadlift? Uh, deadlift, uh, currently it's 340. Um, I have set myself a bit of a goal to hit a 400 at some point. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about that later on. Um, and then obviously squat and overhead press. Yeah, so squat, I think it's 305. Yeah. And overhead press is 155 or 160, um, depending if you count the colours. Um, but yeah. And that's a full lockout one press. Oh yeah, full lockout. So Bonkers. slight press in the legs. Yeah, yeah. Full lockout, head through. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be done I think properly. I'd snap in two if I had to do that. I'd just break. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's quite good, especially when you're in uh, public gyms. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like very commercial. Um, I remember, I think about a year ago, I had 140 set up on the bar and a young lad walked over and he was like, oh, excuse me, can I join you in your squats? I was like, mate, I'm sorry, but I'm not squatting. <laughs> I'm, I'm over pressing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the, the look God. on his face was a <laughs> yeah. bit like, yeah. oh, oh, okay, oh. I'll wait then. I was like, oh, it's fine. You can squat while I press. It's just not an issue. Yeah. And I think... Uh, That's bonkers. Yeah, I think his... Uh, it's a bit of his ego dropped then because he, <laughs> he thought he was going to squat the heavyweight. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So. Oh, wow. That's epic. <laughs> That's never happened to me. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, going more back into more like the event and competition side of things now, mm-hmm. you know, how, how, how many averagely events have you done? Uh, which has been your favourite? Which has been, what was your oh, biggest Christ. struggle? Um, oh, God, I've done many, many comps over the years. Stupid amount of comps. Um, come first in a couple, third, second... Um, so yeah, I've done quite a few in that terms. Um, favorite event probably would have to be either deadlift stones or possibly like a sandbag carry. Yeah. That's perfect for me. Um, I find them quite static. Um, my say more weaker events would be thrown events. Um, my mobility is awful. Absolutely awful. So when it comes to sandbags and launching it and getting the range of motion up above your head and things, it's just not easy to do for me. And I do struggle with that side of things massively. Yeah. Which is, um, which would you say, obviously, like like in bodybuilding, we have different federations. Which Do you have a preference of federation within Strongman? Um, so there's three main parts of Strongman, which is Ultimate Strongest Man, yeah. um, Giants Live, and then Strongman Championships. I've, haven't had the chance to do anything with Strongman Championships. Uh, Giants Live, I've done their Wales Strongest Man version of things, and yeah. Ultimates, I've done their Wales Strongest Man version. Plus, I did UK's Strongest Man Under 120, which came fourth in, in 2017 or 18. Um, to be honest, all great. All look after you. They all, you know, they're all very informative. They give you everything that you need in hand. Yeah. Um, any questions are usually on hand to help you. Um, so they're very leveled out playing field wise. Um, Ultimates is the main one that I've done for TV. And that was very good. Very well looked after. But the same with Giants Live one. Um, Big Dogs used to run it. Um, again, always looked after. Always taken care of and things. So yeah, they're all just as good. Yeah, just as good. I think if anyone was to start Strongman... Um, Stick local, keep it local, and just do what you can with them. Yeah. Um. Don't run 
before you can walk. That's the only thing I would say because a lot of people do get hurt and things and it can be quite difficult um, yeah. and quite knocking as well because you, you can aim high, sometimes a bit too high and then it'll knock your confidence a bit. Take it easy, nice step by step. You know, say if you're aiming for a deadlift and there's competition coming up and there's a deadlift of 220 and you're at 160, maybe take a step back, go for the lower competitions. Yeah, yeah. Work your way up to that because you'll disappoint yourself mm-hmm. and it's not because you can't do it, it's just you can't do it yet. It's just too soon. Yeah, yeah take yeah. your time. Yeah, but when it comes to picking up competitions, you know, pick wisely yeah. and uh, do yourself proud and don't don't be scared to, if something doesn't work in a competition, just do your best. Ne- don't knock yourself over it because I did that a long, long, long time ago. Yeah. I started, oh, well, I can't do that, but I can do this, can't do that and it started knocking me back. Just do it. Get it done. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, you're good so far. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Thank you very much. Fantastic, fantastic. Apart yeah, from it's... drinking that, that, that was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never let that, that go. Now that will be there. That is every time you see me now, I'm going to bring you on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, no. That's it. These are life. The friendship. Um, from what you said a minute ago as well, it's, it's the same thing with about the bodybuilding contest as well. It's about you know, before you, not running before you can walk, starting from the ground up, yeah. um, and because you can get in your own head sometimes, can't you? Yeah. Sometimes. Um, comparison can be the thief of joy and when you go to these events when you go to especially your first event you can pay yourself to others you're like, I'm not as good as him and not that but as you just said just get into things just give it a go and yeah, just keep local keep it small then if you do good at small you then build yeah. it up to your bigger events I, don't I, you I think social media has got a big look on things Yeah. Um, especially when you look at okay take it from my point of view strength training if I was a young kid and I was watching someone pulling 250-300 kilos mm-hmm. and I was only in the gym pulling X amount it could be quite damning and damaging. Yeah. The same for bodybuilding. You watch all these people and they've got biceps, chest, delts, everything's perfect. Mm. Rear delts, it's huge bulging. And then someone says, oh, well, you're tiny. Oh, you're not this, you're not that. Yeah, like yeah. I said, it can be quite damning. And when you look at the social media side of things, it can ruin a person quite easily and stop them from training. And for that side of things, I'd tell people just to put that to one side, be you, be your best, take your time, build it up slowly. And one day you will become the best, you know, someone that could be listening to this now, you could be the next Eddie Hall. You could be the next person to pull over 500 kilos. Hmm. Take your time, work at it. And then, you know, everyone's got their own challenges. Everyone's got their own abilities. Yeah. Just work on them and, you know, you'll get there in the end. Yeah, that's good. I like it. That's good. So, um, so we're going to get be a bit more technical now, a bit more juicy. So um, if you want to share with us a bit more about the training you go through, uh, the prep you go through coming up to a competition, uh, what your off-season like, and also something that I almost left out here, which is quite a big thing, what the food intake is like as well. Oh, Christ, horrible. Um, Training-wise, I think training goes on in the individuals. Um, I've had quite a few different programs in the past. Uh, some have been mass volume for reps some have been heavier sets but less reps of me personally i try to keep it low as possible so three and five five sets ranging and i i gradually go up um and then i have a, a heavy session every month um where i don't tend to max out but i still go to about 80 to 90 percent okay. of that max set yeah um and that works for me for someone else, you know, you could be talking that their body might react better to doing higher reps. So say maybe seven to eight reps at a reasonable weight and they might grow better that way. Yeah. Um, 
But I would always say to people, find a coach. Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, no, I'm not a strong man coach, but... Find, uh, find yeah. a coach that you can rely on yeah. that has got reasonably good background to him, whether it's in strength sport or related to that... Um, that industry. Yeah, yeah I yeah. find a lot of people now, they go, oh yeah, I can coach for everything. And you'll find that that... that their knowledge isn't as good as someone that is in that profession already. Yeah. You know, you. I wouldn't expect a bodybuilder to go to a powerlifter for that sort of information. No, exactly. And um, I find there's too many people out there that will jump on the bandwagon and go, well, I can deprogram you anything. Well, yeah. no, yeah. you stick to the people that you can do. Yeah, it's about, it's about having your craft and running with that, isn't it? Yeah. So it's someone that, that you, know, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't go to, you wouldn't be trying to be a professional swimmer for someone that, that, that has done the Tour de France, that is, you know, is an expert in cycling. Yeah, it's definitely. Same with, with this kind of thing, if you want to be mm-hmm. a good bodybuilder, you'd be getting someone that's a, a professional bodybuilder, strong man, strong man. It, yeah. You know, it's to and fro, isn't it? 100%, definitely. Um, but, but yeah, no, no. Um, so... What's your rest time like? So, 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 so actually, let's go back back a, a segment. So, how many times a year do you te- do you max out? Did do you, do you only max out for competitions, or how many times a year would you try maxing out completely to see where you're at? Uh, it's a tough one. Um, so, I generally max out, well, near enough max out, about ninety percent at least once a month. Okay, just to see where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the time would be more uh, volume. So. Say if I've got a 320 kilo deadlift coming up, I will train to about 220 to 250 for two, three weeks. Yeah. And um, maybe in between that, maybe throw in a 280 for two or three reps. Mm-hmm. And then near the end of the month, I'd see where I'm at. Okay. And uh, go for, say, like the free, 300 yeah. or a 310. Um, Competition-wise, I think it's more about just not injuring yourself just completely. Yeah, you know, yeah. The last thing you want to do is train train your arse off and then go and do a stupidly heavy set and then fuck, you know, you tell your bicep or, you know, yeah. Um, I think then it's just keeping it smart rather than, but again, you get a good coach, you get someone to do you a really good program. Yeah, yeah. They will know that already. They don't, if you, someone's good at coaching or programming, they will never force you to do something that will put you at risk. Yeah, ever. jeopardy, yeah. And I think, again, that shows quality of your program, quality of your coach, yeah. and the understanding of it. So, so I'm guessing that the perfect off time leading up to a competition with the perfect, I mean, I'm, I mean, like bodybuilding, you know, like do a 16 week prep. Um, I'm guessing it'd be longer for strongman. I mean, it'd be, I mean, depending obviously where you are with strength levels. Yeah. I guess it depends on when you pick to compete, really. Yeah, definitely. So, um, for for instance, a novice. Yeah. A novice, it's a heck of a long time. Heck of a long time because yeah, yeah. they're just starting out. It's a slow, gradual build up. Yeah, so it's just a slow, gradual build up and it just takes your time. Where someone that's doing like an opens or a national, yeah. they're already at that level. So, in case it's just maintenance for them and then pushing at the last hurdle just to try and get the edge that they need for it. Um, but, 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 so, but in that build up, you would never test full on max out? No, no, because no. the, the risk to reward the risk ratio is, is, is just, high. yeah, it's yeah, massive. Yeah. You know, if, if I've got, say, if I was squatting, and they threw it in at a 280 kilo squat for reps. Mm-hmm. That would be stupid for me to do at that because the chances are you could tear something, you could pull something. Yeah, yeah. The same for um, Worlds. Yeah. You know, these are fully trained athletes. You know, they're the, the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And even they hurt themselves in the competitions. Yeah. So 
to do that outside the competition so close to it you just wouldn't do it no 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 I guess you still have to remember that we're only human end of the day yeah you know it's uh, <laughs> we can break tests and limitations um, is one thing but yeah, it's yeah. Um, doing it so close to a comp just, I would yeah. still generally wouldn't do it no no so um, so what's your food like then let's talk a little bit into horrible. food here horrible if someone if someone's you're talking to someone that is never full (laughs) so (laughs) if you were to look at my diet it's awful um my thing is calories yeah yeah. i just try and cram as many calories and as much protein as i can yeah um if a nutritionist was to have a look at my diet they'd probably scream at me yeah 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 yeah. um i mean you're having to do what i mean you'll have you've got a specific number to get in a day so, yeah. you know, you, you, your stomach is only such size. So if you have to cut corners to get extra calorific foods in to get those numbers up, you've exactly got to do what that. you've got to do. You know exactly. what I mean? You know, if you're looking at, say, 20 grams of protein, ideally fish, chicken, steak. Yeah. But eating that five or six times a day sometimes is a no-go. So a Big Mac, yeah. you know, five, 600 calories, 20 grams of protein. Yeah. Brilliant. Get it in you. Okay, yeah. everything else might not be that good, but when you're literally close to a comp and those calories are important, you know, your calories are your reserves yeah, for, yeah, yeah, in yeah. your comp. Once you've blown out your mains, you know, you're relying on it. You're relying on your body mass and your weight and your size and, you know, your calorie intake for your energy and stuff. It's, it's massively important. You know, like you said, there's no cutting corners and getting it, ramming it into your body. Yeah. So it's ideal. And like I said, it's... If it was a bodybuilder, they'll, oh Christ, they'll be piling on the weight. But yeah, for me, yeah, yeah. It's, it's perfect. Yeah. You know, the, the heavier, need, the better. You need that weight and strength behind yeah, you. Is definitely. there any caps weight-wise? No. Um, so there is categories. Yeah. Um, there's an under 60, under 70, under 80, under 90. And then at some point, there has been an under 120. Right. Which is what I used to compete in. Um, but then you've got the Opens. You could be the biggest guy. I think Eddie Hall went up to 30... 30 stone I think at one point yeah. um, I know Hathor Bjornsson was one of the heaviest competitors in world I think he was like 200 and something kilos right um, so yeah there's no, there isn't really a limit on it I mean no 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 no, no. I think it all just goes on stature as well because obviously you've got the taller person the taller you are the bigger they are the more they're going to weigh you over the me more you can hold. Yeah, I mean yeah. my body weight at the moment is 138 kilos which I don't know what that is in stones Probably about 21 and a half, maybe 22 yeah, stone. 22, something around there, um, yeah. And that's light for me. Um, the heaviest I've gone up to is 24 stone. And that was really, that was hard. What's the, um, what's like the, what's, what's been the primer weight for you for competing? Well, what's the best weight that you've sat at that you've, you felt like you've had the most strength at? Or would you say it's just been your heaviest or would you just? Um, so my best weight that I've been at during a comp yeah. was 2018's World's Strongest Man. Um, I weighed in about 21 stone or just under. Yeah. And it was quite an athletic comp. So there's a frame carry, um, tire um, flip, mm-hmm. dumbbell, and it was very fast moving. So, and it worked out brilliant for me. There was deadlift, for, car deadlift for reps. So it worked out perfectly for me. Yeah. I was still heavy, but I was quick enough. Um, and that worked out perfectly. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Um, but in the past, I have dropped weight and it's gone against me. Right, okay. And there's been times where I've put on weight and that's gone against me because oh, it's right. been bending down, picking stuff up and, you know, 
You come that, with weight comes a belly. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you get gas out a little bit easier as well. Yeah, so it could be quite massively. So it, it's ups and downs. I yeah. mean, if you're only got one competition for a year yeah, and you know what that's going to involve, okay, try and target your body to be a certain way. Uh, Brian Shaw did it two years ago. He realised that the competition's getting less strength, more athletics yeah uh, being more athletic as in running and picking things up so he dropped weight he changed his full diet now that the weight's going back up again mm-hmm. he's now gone back up in weight and so i think it just depends on the competition that you're doing generally i see oh cool in the know-how now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay so, so we covered a bit of your training um so um bit off topic now just for a bit of chilling so obviously i mean you eat a lot um mm-hmm. Oh, would you say you're a foodie? Generally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you were stranded on a desert island, for example, I asked this to all, all, my, all my guests on here, and you were allowed one meal, what would that one meal be? Hunter's chicken. Hunter's always, chicken. Always, always. Hunter's chicken, nice chips. Yeah. Boom. Can't beat it. Yeah. It's just, sauce always makes the chicken nice. It does, yeah. Um, but barbecue's it's top tier. Anyway, yeah. I think barbecue sauce is the, one of the best sauces out there, in Definitely. my opinion. 100%. What, what comes in your second number two? Oh. Do you have a, a, a favourite like home cooked dish? Um, see, I do like my KFC. You do like your KFC? Yeah, KFC, gravy. I was, yeah. Would you just go and, get, go and get like a bargain bucket to yourself? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, see, for me, I, I not long got introduced to the gravy of uh, KFC. Stop it. Yeah, not long Honestly? ago. Yeah, so. Mate. Um, I was never too keen on it and uh, my parents never used to buy takeaways a lot. So started having KFC and stuff, and then obviously got introduced to the gravy. And now I love it; oh, it's beautiful. It, 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 it's all about the thickness. If you get it thick, and you can put a chicken piece in, and you get half of it on it, it's a win. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely. like it's just absolute top tier. I mean, I can't have it anymore because <laughs> I'm celiac now. But when I was younger, I'd go quite often and get a bargain bucket oh, God, or yeah. Yeah, Philip Burger dip it in some gravy. Oh, it's so good. Twenty piece. Yeah, the when, when did I ever go to that place in? I mean, that's up your neck of the woods. That place in Chester, like, there's like a cheap knockoff. Um, it's like it's like an in between a Nando's and a KFC. They do the nicest chicken fillet burger you'll ever oh, have. I don't know. I'm gonna have for to like find half that the out. Price. And we used to get it delivered when I was living in Chester once a week, and it was just top tier. They did all the peri peri chicken. And it was just. I'm gonna have to look into that great. now. Absolutely great. <laughs> um, so yeah, so um, let's go into a bit into motivation here. So. What what keeps you motivated? What is it? Is it your, your own goals? Do you have like a big person you look up to that is a, a motivational idol for you? What what is your motivation with obviously with what you do? Um, for me, it'd be my kids. Um, when I grown up, when I was growing up, I didn't have much to look forward to. Um, so I've got a sister who's got special needs, and a lot of my parents' time got taken up with them. So I was kind of just left to it, not not in a bad way, but in you know a constructive way. I was quite independent stuff, and now that I've got kids, yeah, I want them to look at me like I've done something great. Um, my daughter, she loves it. She loves that I do strongman and stuff, and what I've done. And you know, when they grow up, I can say, well, I compete for world's strongest man. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I compete for UK's under one twenty. And yeah, I've got trophies and medals that I can show them and I can say that I did something with my life and I did something that I was very proud of. Um, I strive to keep that going and so they've got something to look up to. Uh, Idol-wise, Eddie Hall. Yeah, yeah. Eddie Hall came from such 
I mean, I don't know if he's going to listen to this, but Eddie Hall came <laughs> from such a crap background, yeah, yeah. getting kicked out of school and swimming started to get less and less for him and stuff like that. You know, and he went into strength sport. He turned his life around and did so, so well. And to see that, that someone can do that, yeah, to hold world record titles and things like that, it's great. And I think that pushed on to a lot of people, especially like bodybuilding. Everyone looked up to Arnold Schwarzenegger back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone had a poster of him on the wall and stuff. I did. I had two posters of him stuck on the wall. <laughs> yeah, my parents must have thought it was weird. But yeah, 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 no, yeah. like to me, that got me into the gym when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, Eddie Hall, brilliant. Um, Pujanowski, Marius Pujanowski. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, him winning his titles when I was younger, seeing it on the TV. Yeah, we all sat around at Christmas time watching him lifting all these weights. Massive inspiration for such a short guy Yeah, to do that. Brilliant. Incredible. Yeah, Incredible. Always, always one of my favourites. Yeah, yeah. No, good. No, no, I like what you said, especially to obviously you, you're a big family man, John. I know that. Yeah. I know you well. Um, and, you know, they'll obviously look up to you and, you know, it's, it's showing them that you can do anything that you're passionate about. Good, yeah. you know, I, think. I, I think I think technology nowadays is kind of taking that away from a lot of parents and stuff. They just give them, like, tablets, TVs and stuff and they get to put on them. And I think if you've got goals yourself, that mm-hmm. rubs on rubs off on the kids very well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, my daughter always talks about strong mom. My son's always there going, Daddy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love you know, it. and that that's great for me. Yeah, And yeah. I know that my, my daughter talks about going to the gym in the future. She's a little bit too young now, but in the future she will be. Amazing. And I'm hoping that I can put what I've learned and how I feel about the sport to them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they might want to not want to do strong man, strong yeah. woman. Um, but say if they want to do powerlifting, you know, great. I'll support them 100% through that. And I think that's been taken away with a lot of, today's stuff like tvs xboxes playstations mm. and i think it's it's good for parents to get into that and show kids that daddy does that or mommy yeah. does that you do that yeah yeah yeah. yeah. And well, i think yeah, it's, it, it's a good thing for people to learn and take away with definitely we're showing that your fitness and health is important to you yeah also this is it's a style of fitness as you said they may not get strong in the future but they could do anything with the fitness yeah. perspective because well, gym, gym was important to daddy so I want to do the same, and that 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 greenness is put in there. You know, Eddie Hall at the moment he's doing videos, every video collab he does with people on YouTube at the minute. His son's there, isn't he? His yeah, son's his son's, stuff. son's doing everything it's with him. Epic! I think that's awesome. Yeah, and I think his son set a, a target that he wants to be, he wants to deadlift 100 kilos at the age of 10 or something yeah. like that. But yeah, no, that, that's what I mean. It's, it's so important, and for me, I idolise that. Just make you know, I want to make sure that my kids, I, I do that and yeah, yeah, hopefully yeah. they'll do that and then that'll lead on to their kids doing that and, and so forth. And I think that's massively important to society today. Hugely. 100%. 100%. On, the, on the same page as you there. Definitely. Um, so let's go get into, into the bit of the, the, the icky nicky here. So injuries. Horrible things. Um, we've all had them. They're not all particularly pleasant. Um, have you had any serious injuries, John? I wouldn't say I've had any life-changing injuries, but I've had injuries where it set me back a fair bit. So in 2018, I, I tore my labrum in one of my shoulders, uh, dumbbell pressing, up literally about three or four weeks beforehand. Um, I heard a crack. That was it. Done. Yeah. Luckily, it healed up enough so I could compete. I think there was only six of us that actually did the dumbbell in the whole comp. Really? Yeah. The rest failed it. Uh, it was a 90 kilo dumbbell, I think. Was it? 85. It was around that area. Um, right. Yeah. And then in 2019, did the same. Told me other labour in my other shoulder. 
Uh, there was a thing called Fingles Fingers, which is just a massive long pole on a pivot. Mm-hmm. You have to push it over, so it basically goes from one side to the other. Yeah. Um, as I was pushing up, it tilted to the left. So I stupidly, with one arm, 180 kilos, tilted it to the other side. Snap. Gone. Well, didn't completely snap, but I heard it pull, and I was like, no, yeah. not again. I had that sinking feeling like, I've, I've done this before. I don't really want to do it again. <laughs> um, poles, minor tears are just part of parcel of the sport. You can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I think if you're pushing yourself to those limits where your body yeah. knows, you know, someone's going to go, it just, it's, it's going to happen at some point. You know, if you're walking away from a session or a competition feeling great, yeah. you've not done enough. No. Heck of a lot. You've know, definitely not done enough. It's, um, yeah, especially the weights that you put in things, and the human body can only take so much, can't it? Yeah. Um, but but yeah, but, but then also from each each injury is a lesson learned, isn't it? That's how you yeah. come back. That's how you come come how you come back from that. Um, and you you show as you've had two, I think, pretty serious injuries in my in my opinion. But yeah. you come back from it, and you're still going on with the sport. I mean, so, oh you know. Christ, I've seen some people really bad injuries. I mean, to the people watching this, just. If you don't want to hear about broken legs, maybe just <laughs> skip a minute or two. Skip a minute. <laughs> so, um, a friend of mine, Phil Roberts, he was England, former England's strongest man. Yeah. And I think he was in Britain's. Uh, loading the Atlas Stones, he loaded up to, I think it was 160. And then he fell with the Atlas Stone and broke his leg clean in two places. Did land on his leg? Yes. Oh, and, um Were you there? No, I wasn't. Um, I got a message saying, oh, did you see what happened to Phil? I was like, oh, what are you on about? So, and he posted it online. Oh, and, um, video of it? Or yeah, like yeah. Picture? Pictures and video. Oh, mate. Um, so, he went through the surgeries and stuff and he, yeah, he, yeah. he's great now. He's, yeah. he's deadlifting again. He's not competing in strongman. No. Um, but he's, you know, he's doing fantastic. He's strong again. I think he did compete once or twice. I think he did Ultimate Strongest Man. Right. Uh, the the year after I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Don't quote me on, but I'm sure it is the year after, and I think he won it. Is it? Oh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm sure he won one point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, again, he, you know, from a broken leg, he came back from that and fighting yeah, fit again. But you can do is, it. Um, yeah, yeah. Constantine Janasha, he tore his tricep. Um, yeah. Came back two years later. Um, Kiliskowski, he's done his tricep in twice now. Right. Unfortunately, same one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. Luke, uh, he's torn his tricep a couple of weeks out from a competition, his returning competition, torn it again. So it does happen. Especially yeah, yeah. Adam Bishop, he's literally competed in Europe the other day. He came back from his tricep injury. So right. injuries do happen, you know, if you're pushing yourself that hard, but it's not the end. No, it's no. never the end. You can always come back from it. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay, awesome. So um, on the, obviously on, on the level of, injuries um what's been one of your biggest struggle struggles so far with strongman if any i know this is probably something i'm going to touch about later but yeah it it's, would, the next, it's the next question yeah we have touched on this it'd be the bit. mental health side of things yeah, yeah um strongman's a very demanded sport it, it always will be always has been yeah and i think because it's so demanding you set yourself goals and I think it's the same with bodybuilding. If you're you've been training for over a year, and then someone came up to you and said, "Oh, your, your delts aren't looking as good, or your quads aren't looking as good, yeah, or your calves looking a bit crap compared to yours," that is really hard to join. And it's the same when you're lifting weight. You've been lifting weights for over a year. Yeah, yeah. You set yourself a target of say 200 kilos, 
and you're constantly hitting 180 kilos. And so, oh, you're so close. Oh, you're nearly there. You, you can do it. As much as it's nice to hear that, it is bloody damning on your mind. To yeah, think, yeah, yeah. Christ, I'm, I've been doing this for ages now. And I can understand why people give up on sports and stuff. And I've been there. Um, one of my friends, Shane, who I was training with yesterday, um, he was there for my first 300 kilos deadlift was he the guy that was there Sunday yeah 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 I, I cried when I did my first 300 kilo did deadlift you? yeah I physically cried yeah um because I'd worked at it for ages for for months probably a good year I was hitting 280 kilos 280 kilos every month hitting it hitting it hitting it try 300 failed couldn't even break off the floor it was crushing me yeah. I was coming home saying I can't do it I I don't know what, what what's wrong with me and what am I doing wrong yeah you yeah. know um, and then one day I did it and I was over the moon delighted but then that sets on another set of things you know you've got to strive bigger you've got to do more yeah, you start the, failing more post? Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then you start failing them and then you think god am I good enough am I worth it again social media you've seen it online you've seen someone pulling your weight and you're competing against them next week Yeah, yeah. you think I'm going to do shit I'm struggling I can't they're doing better than me and I think the mental health, like a lot of people say, oh, the gym's great. The gym's perfect for mental health and things like that. It is. But when you go to compete yeah, and when you look at the the larger side of things, it can crush you. It yeah. really can. You know, I had a spate a couple of weeks ago. You know, I really suffered. I, I was like, I've got a competition in a couple of weeks. I'm doing shit. Like, I'm seriously doing shit. My press was shit. My Atlas things was shit. Everything was just going to crap. Yeah, yeah. And it ruined me inside. And luckily, I've got support of people like yourselves and family and friends that can get you out of that. But if, you, if you're if doing it, it can be very lonely, extremely lonely. Yeah. And it can ruin you inside, it really can. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's that expectation, isn't it? Well, when you compete yeah. and when you've done that one thing, it's there then to be like, oh, you should be achieving this. You should be achieving more, yeah. and that expectation from the pe- other competitors around you, and people in the gyms that are looking at you, the people you talk to, and things, and feeling like you have to explain yourself to anyone. But it's also, also knowing that you don't have to explain yourself to anyone, as long as you've got your goals, and no matter how, as as you know, as long as you're working towards those goals as much as you can, yeah. as you mean possible, without dam- damaging yourself or your mental health and things. Uh-huh. It's it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it can be very hard, especially when, especially if you're coming up to a competition. Those people are going to be watching you, yeah, friends, yeah. family, yeah. people you don't know. And if you're not hitting those weights in the gym, it can play in your mind massively. Yeah, yeah. It can, because you think, God, I'm going to be doing this in front of people and you're going to feel stupid. You're going to feel, you know, the first competition I did, I feel like, all right, tit. Like, <laughs> I really did. Yeah, yeah. Trying to make a yeah. word there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, do, just, you just, you feel, tit. yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. You feel like, oh, yeah. I'm stood in front of people lifting weights and like, what if I can't do it? Yeah, yeah. You know, the person in front of me is just, pulled it yeah what if i don't they're gonna laugh at me thinking what's the point of me being here so i think the mental health side of things is huge it is massive, massive. yeah yeah it is massive and it is it's, 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 it is expectation but it's as long as you manage those things well and and do it i don't forget my, my first show well my only show but i did that too soon but i did it because i because my, my the person I was with at the time was doing it and i was like well she wouldn't, she wouldn't do it alone she wants me to do it with us so i did it um, now I, I hopped on stage with guys that were I, I looked like probably a bit of a joke because the guys on stage were like two to three times size than me because they were all juiced up and I was natty um, so but for me it was for me getting on stage to, to prove that I could do it I could go from being a bigger guy to being 
on stage to compete with other people. And I had to just remember to myself that to other people, I might look stupid to other people. I'd be like, what the hell are you doing? Like I got so much grief from, from Southport of people because I did, I chose not to take gear. I chose not to do all these things, but I was like, we're not doing it for them, doing it for me. Um, and you do have to sometimes remind yourself of that, that you're doing things for yourself and not. Yeah. I mean, like you touched on steroids then. I think that's a big, massive part in it as well. Um, being the bigger guy. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of pressure on people to start taking steroids. I think that's a bad side of it as well. I think it's massive now and I think it's it's even more because of social media. I mean, that we'll save this for another podcast, but because how people look and how perfect now people look in social media, how young they are and what they're doing to, to get that. There's more of an exterior pressure now for other lads to be like looking the same, being that way, um, competing with these amazing lifts you're seeing online and the people at, at the age that they're doing it that we know that they couldn't be doing that without... Yeah, so God, yeah. I mean, things, you know? when I was in school uh, training, um, but I'm quite open about it. I took steroids at a younger age, uh, started losing my hair and stuff and things. Yeah. Um, luckily, I've got someone that understands why I used to take steroids and stuff that I don't anymore. But mm-hmm. um, especially in strong man, you go to watch the biggest, meanest, ugliest person yeah. to lift the weight. You don't want to go and watch someone that lifts... Less than you, no, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the sport yeah. wouldn't work. So when you see them doing it, I want to be look. I want to look like them. I want to be as strong as them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for a while you're gonna have to take steroids. Yeah, there's not one strongman out there that hasn't contemplated taking steroids. No, 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 no. And like I said, I know this is probably going to be another podcast for a different time, but you know, I think that's very difficult when you've got the up and coming, like you said, younger lot coming up. Yeah, and you know they're taking stuff. And I think, like I said, on social media, that brushes off onto people that they've got to do it. Yeah. And it's very hard. It's very challenging. And again, that all goes back to mental health. You know, that can ruin people knowing mm. that I've got to take stories now. Yeah, yeah. Where, you know, in the ideal world, you wish no one has to take them. Yeah, no, of course but not. Of course not. But in but then, the name but, of the sport. Yeah, because the sport that's only ever getting better, people are only I mean, stronger, only getting bigger. Exactly. What, what's going to be happening? People are going to be taking more additional exactly. products like like Definitely. the things that are available now to people to take that's so easy to get is just um it's mind-blowing yeah it's is really really mind-blowing but i said we'll, we'll hop into that more into into a future episode because mm-hmm. we won't probably sit here for a good five hours about that subject oh, um, <laughs> to say it lightly um so thank you for sharing john um but so if you could be doing any other sport than what you currently do um what would it be and why um think because i used to play it in the past hockey hockey yeah hockey i used to love hockey hockey is brilliant I used to play for my local team and i enjoyed it i think now because i'm a bit bigger um i wouldn't mind dabbling in rugby to be honest yeah yeah um I did it doing a bit of rugby, i used yeah, to do it in the past for school yeah, yeah. and then i used to do a little bit for mold right um but no, nothing nothing ever came of it um you know work started coming into it and i wanted to get a little part-time job because i was getting on a bit yeah and um yeah I think I wouldn't mind doing a bit of that. Yeah. I know Terry Holland plays rugby well. I yeah, don't know yeah. if he still does, but you know he was in Strongman and went into you know start doing rugby and things. And I think I think that'd be really good. It's only a bit different. Were you quite sporty in, when you were younger in school and things? Yeah. So, so I well, it's a funny story that. Go on. So I used to do a lot of softball, hockey, things like that. anything to do with brute force, hitting the ball, brilliant. That. Yeah. Um. And then I went into Grand Green Bowling. All right. Yeah. Um, I wasn't a naughty child at school. 
I was a bored child. Right, okay. And I used to skateboard. Yeah, so yeah. every, so I used to do RE, Welsh and geography. I used to skip those three lessons and go skateboarding. Now, where I live, the skate park is right next to a ground green uh, bowling field. Right. So the old guys see me jumping over the fence, running away from school. And one day they collared me and said, look, you know, do you want to come and sit with us rather than going off school site? So I was like, yeah, go on then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. They get, got me a bowl, uh, got me a mat, got me a jack. They said, right, throw that ball down there. I was like, what? Why? Like, Just throw the ball down there. So started playing crown green balls. Um, oh, went to play for Wales Juniors. Oh, really? Uh, oh, Flinch right. County Council Juniors. Yeah, yeah. And um, Ken Parry, um, brilliant guy. I'm, I don't think he's with us now, but because it was a lot long ago. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, he really, you know, took me under his wing and got me doing a sport that I never thought I'd end up doing. Oh, amazing. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it was, it was nice. It was something nice and chilled. And to be honest, it taught me um, to relax a lot. Yeah. And take things in your stride and... Don't worry if they don't work out because crown green bowls, you know, I'm playing against 60, 70 year olds. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. like, rage at them for doing bad, but yeah. it was nice and it kind of kept me nice and calm when I was a kid. I did that for a good couple of years. All right. Yeah. Didn't oh, know that, did you? No, I did not know that. <laughs> That's the new every day, mate. Oh, quality. Um, so that question also kind of goes into what's next because obviously we, when we, we met Oof. a few weeks ago and we first think up, you said mm. about, I know you were showing my, but you also spoke about what you're planning on going into next because obviously you've got some big ass goals you want to achieve like lift wise yeah. and going more into the, I'll, let, I'll let you so I think I'm going to retire from Strongman soon yeah. it's um, not because I'm getting bad it's just because the level of competitors are, you know I'm here mm-hmm. and everyone's just keeps going and I'm I'm slowly getting better still you know yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's not on the same level as everyone else you know I the people I used to train with and compete against they're still pulling the same weight yeah but the people that are up and coming they're pulling like 20 30 40 kilos some of them pulling 50 kilos more than me I which see. is which is great you know it's, it's good for the sport you know it's showing the adaptivity of like the athletes and yeah, yeah. how people are taking it people are taking it a lot more seriously you know i think that's a why sponsorships and athletes are getting a lot bigger because people are taking it more seriously and you know there's more money in the sport now where yeah. there wasn't um, so for me, I think it's coming to an end. I'll still be involved in the sport. I still look at the sport as in, I still want to be part of it. Yeah. I might do some smaller comps. You never know. I might stick a Wales Strongest Man for another year or two. Yeah, yeah. But if I didn't, I wouldn't be upset about it. I've had my time. I've got my trophies. I've got my medals. I'm happy with it. Yeah. Um, but strength-wise, I still want to continue. So... I'd love to pull a 400 kilo deadlift, yep. which I feel like I sound like Eddie all now. I want to pull 500 no, kilo. No, no, not at but all. Not at all. 400 kilos for me is a number which not many people pull nowadays. Yeah. You know, I think I think a thousand pounds recorded, I think there's only eight or nine people. Right. I'm not okay. sure. Um, so to be 400 kilos and only. 55 kilos away from that yeah yeah that's a heck of a statement it is yeah you know so i'd love to pull 400 yeah. and i'd love to squat 350 kilos 300 ki- 350 kilos would be good and the squat i'd love to be in sleeves only not wraps so i've okay. set myself some goals yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um 
So good. a lot of people listening, they go, oh, fuck me, that's 400 kilos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, it's doable because I've got the attributes, I've, I've got that mindset. Yeah, yeah. And it's an arm's reach. I'd be, I'd be very devastated if I didn't do that, to be honest. Yeah. Is that, um, so, I mean, you said to me, to the words, powerlifting. Is it, would you want to do it in like a powerlifting meet? Would you, would you want to compete in that, um, that level? Or Ideally, I, w- I would like to do it in front of a stage. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'd, I'd hate to do it, I'd hate to pull 400 kilos in a gym. Obviously, it'd be great to pull 400 kilos. 400 kilos no matter where you are, it'd be great to pull 400 but kilos. I'd but I'd love yeah. to do it in, For an event. As, as a statement, yeah, yeah, yeah to yeah, say, yeah. right, so 400 kilo equipped, pull it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if I went to a Trump, uh, uh, a deadlifting meet, yeah, and everyone else pulled it raw, I pulled it with shafts. I couldn't care less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as it was documented, I pulled four hundred kilos. There's, a video of it. There's yeah. no queries about it. I no, pulled no, it in no. front of people. I've enjoyed it. Other people have enjoyed it. That's all I had to care about. Truthfully, Excellent. it's a good goal. So, yeah, I'm sure you'd absolutely smash that, John. Oh, I'd, I'd hope so. And yeah, then yeah. I think give it a year or two, I'd probably want to lose some weight and be more of a family man and yeah. enjoy time with the kids and stuff. You know, they're running around and stuff, want to go for walks and things. When you sat around about 22 stone, whew, that's hard work. There's the yeah. joints, your back's yeah. aching. And so it'd be nice to drop a little bit of weight, enjoy the time, go out for dog like dog walks and stuff and, you know, take the kids out. And, you know, I'd, I'd love that sort of thing. I think yeah. it'd be a lot better. Oh, sounds good. Yeah, future sounds, plans. Sounds good, sounds good. <laughs> Um, so going to, if we go back into like and strongman and stuff now, mm. um, so if you could change or improve anything, um, in that field of the sport, um, anything that, that you feel like could be better, what would it be and why? For me, it'd be national qualifiers and yep. things and maybe ref inside of things. There's a lot of people out there that rely on social media for them to get the, to get shown yeah um to get themselves out there yeah kind of i've yeah. got quite a few friends that pull stupid amount of weight and they don't get a look in and for me i know uh the strongman championships and official strongman they've they've started doing it where you can post your stuff online and things like that yeah. i think that's a huge step forward to compare it was um but i think there's a long way to go um it's quite a few lads that are really good athletes that either haven't got the confidence or they just haven't got the know-how. I think these bigger brands should get out there and go, okay, well, rather than us having Wales' strongest man, how about we put on four regional comps? Mm. South Wales, North Wales, West, South, you know, know, East Wales. And then broaden the horizon a bit. Let people compete. So say if, I don't know, say Joe, he's down the road, I know he can pull the reason about weight, but he's not a Wales strongest man standard yet. Let mm-hmm. make these smaller comps so people can get a foot in the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Train, I have a feel how it is, and then they can step up rather than doing local little comps, which aren't really, you know, I can't name five competitions over the last two, three months that's happened. Right, okay. Which is appalling, really. Yeah, 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 I, I, yeah. I love Sean Man. I should know about all these comps, but because smaller comps aren't really recognised, but yet, Wales Strongest Man is plastered all over Facebook. Yeah, yeah it would yeah. be good to have smaller comps for the smaller guys to let them step up. So all these people that are generally really good mm-hmm. have that opportunity. Yeah, to there's step a there's a ladder to, for know. them to get yeah, to yeah. that position. Yeah, which I think could do with changing and the refing and scoring of things that needs to be nationalised. So some comps you can do this, some comps you can't do that, some yeah, comps yeah. you can do this. Where if you look at the IBF powerlifting yeah 
their rules are dead strict. Yeah. But it sets a standard between the whole country. And I think that needs to be set out for strongman. Um, because you see too many people, they'll say, oh, I'm good at this, I'm good at that. But then another company, they're not good at this, not good at that. It needs to be a set standard for everyone. So that everyone has the same understanding. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that that could be the future. You know, I, I think strongman's still in its, I wouldn't say baby stage. No, it's still um, building though. You would yeah, say. yeah, I mean, yeah. it wasn't too long ago. Um, Giant Slide was in Albert Hall. You know, it's never been done before. No, 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 no. Uh, same for, you know, I think the first time it was ever properly in an arena was 2016 or 2017. Right, okay. So the rest of the time it's been in the car park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for, from where <laughs> it was then to yeah. what it is now, totally different ball game, which yeah. is great. But I think there's so much more the sport can do. And, you know, especially like gyms and stuff, more strongman kit. Yeah. Get strongman yeah, kit I, in I, there. I, I think, I think, well, I, well, I, I, I a moment now where commercial gyms are still very commercial. Yeah. The, the, the CrossFit has had a, had a massive limelight raise. They were just great. And there's now like um, lots more equipment for like doing your CrossFit stuff in gyms now, which is great. Yeah. But where's the strongman stuff? You know, yeah. Let's get the strongman stuff in there. Let's make a, a gym, not just a place for barbells and dumbbells. Let's do it so it's there for everyone. So there's some, some similar Atlas Stone yeah. equipment over there, some logs, some other variation of equipment. Definitely. So it's open to anyone. Yeah, um, so I find that's holding the sport back a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're in a quite rural area, and you've only got three gyms, and those three gyms haven't got a strongman kit. Yeah, you're kind of screwed. You, you you want to do a sport that you can't do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, same for like if you want to go swimming, you've got to go to a swimming pool. If nowhere in the area's got a swimming pool, you can't do the sport. You can't do the sport, yeah, can you? Exactly. No, no, no. And the yeah. only way you get better at, at most sports is by doing what you need to do. Exactly. At, at the competition level. So, so you know, gym's good for general strength, but when it comes to events and things like that, I think gyms need to do a lot more as well. Yeah. And. That's not on the gym. That's not the gym's fault. No, no, no. That's no. people need to speak up and say, "Look, I come to your gym. I pay you money. So, can you please invest that money that I'm paying you into something more for people? Yeah, yeah. And it does bring people in, hundred percent. Yeah, it brings a lot of people in. You know, the, the community gyms are meant to be global. Yeah, that's what they're meant to be. Hundred percent. Um, not just just for one one particular. Then I make this like cardio or, or a bit of weight training. It's meant to be. Yeah, and, everyone, isn't it? you know, strongman kit doesn't exactly cost a lot either. No, no. Um, you can pick up secondhand stuff for quite cheap, and I think it, for for a, a commercial gym, say throwing a name out there, Pure Gym, mm-hmm. they've got the space. Yeah, oh, they've got the space. Yeah, not yeah, being funny. Yeah. They have like fifty treadmills in there. Some of them. Yeah, so yeah, 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 take yeah. a couple of treadmills out, put some strongman kit in, broaden the horizon, give it a chance for everyone to do it. Yeah, and I think it would work out well. Yeah. Something that they they need to change as well. Not not just the sport but no, 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 people no. getting involved in the sport gyms and stuff because like you said it's getting massive now it, it, it is yeah needs, I, I, something and, needs to change and that stuff being in the gyms will, may also motivate people to think oh I'm going to give that a try because I'm sure the yeah. people that go the, the, to, to the to the main gyms I think you know it's, it's not there so I won't do it yeah. whereas if, they, if it's there I mean don't be wrong it might not be quite the same it might be a bit more te- you know, an, an improved version of the equipment for that gym setting yeah. but as long as it's, it's there for people to have a go at you know people mm-hmm. will find out that they're good at something so I, I did. I forgot to ask a minute ago when you said about um, what your plans are next for lifting. Have you got any more strongman competitions lined up? Um, so, like I said before, two sort of sides of it is Ultimate Strongman and Giants Live. Yep. So Giants Live World Strongest Man competition is run by Gab Bilton. Um, that will be in September. I'm looking at doing that one. Awesome. Um, well, looking to do it. I will do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no way I can't. You yeah, know, no. if I'm going to finish, I'd rather go out on a high and do a big massive comp like that. Yeah. Uh, that'll be in near Cardiff Way. Okay. Around that area. I know they're looking at venues at the moment, but 
Strongman's a very hard place to put in a venue. Obviously, damages and you know space and stuff. It's yeah, not. Yeah. It's not something you can have in a small room. It's got to be, you know, a large area. Yeah. Um. But yeah, hopefully, going to do that. That's what something I'd like to finish up on. Um. I don't really do smaller comps anymore. No, um, no, no. As much as I'd like to do them, um, if I hurt myself in a smaller comp, I'd be pissed. Yeah, it's really not worth pissed, it because it? it would ruin my chances yeah. in the bigger comps. Yeah, yeah. So I usually have about two to three main comps in a year, and then say if I've done those big comps, then I might do a smaller comp. But I'd, I'd, the last big comp I did was, well, the smaller ones I did was Sandwell, I think, in two thousand eighteen or right. two thousand nineteen. Came third in that. Um, but yeah, I've not really bothered since then. It's, no, no. It's, as much as it's nice to support the smaller competitions, I find it's quite wrong of me for me to jump into a, a smaller comp yeah. when there's other people that could do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you're no, taking up a place of someone that could be up and coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah, yeah it's it's nice, but oh, yeah, that, that's the future anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, I think a lot of exciting things coming the future and that 400 kilo deadlift we're, we're oh, here for mate, that I love that honestly uh, I want to be there let me know when you're doing it yeah <laughs> um, so that's pretty much a wrap now so the, the only thing that's left to ask really is there anything that we've not covered anything you'd like to add um, that we've not covered today that we haven't spoken about Um, just for the people that are listening don't don't feel like you can't do something you want to do sport whether it be strongman fitness anything like that just do it um, I think people get a bit jittery when it comes to strength sports and getting into it. Reach out, speak to people. There's enough people on Facebook, um, Instagram, like TikTok and things like that. Just message them. Um, for me, if someone messaged me saying, hi, look, I'm looking to get into it. Can I pick your brain for five minutes? 100%. Um, just don't be afraid. Um, I was very lucky. I went into a, a gym that had strongman people there and you know I got on right quite well and things if you need to go and search and things like that just do it you might regret it if you didn't um but yeah just go out there and do it it doesn't have to be strongman bodybuilding you know Alan just just reach out um and yeah don't don't hold yourself back don't if you've got abilities use them you never know, you could be the next Britain's strongest man. Um, but yeah, that's what I'd say to people, just just go out there and do it. You know, it, yeah. Life's very, very short. It is. And you, I think people have a lot of regrets. If you speak to old people and they always say, oh, I had a regret, I wish I did this, I wish I did that. Yeah. We're in a time of, an era now which you can do what you want. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's not much stopping you. Unless you want to go to the moon or, <laughs> you know, yeah. fly without an aeroplane. Oh. That Obviously, there's limitations. But yeah. in terms of being an athlete, you can do it. You know, just push yourself and get past that barrier of being nervous and, you know, worried and stuff. I still get worried. I still get nervous. So I know. It's human, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But just get out there, work at it, push it. And yeah, just be you. Be like the it. best you can be. Yeah, I like it. Let's go. I think John, John's hit the nail on the head there. I think the words your oyster run yeah, at it. And I have to say as well, I think I think I think some people get some people think that strong men are quite intimidating. And I have to say, John's probably one of the nicest guys I've met in my life. Well, <laughs> like cuddly like, bear. Is is like is the most genuine, humble, down to earth guy I've ever met. He's kind, is like loving guy. Like if you met if you came up to John in the gym, it would, you know, spend half an hour chatting to you about strong Christ, man yeah. and it, 
you know, I think when it comes to speaking to people and stuff like that, especially with younger people, how you are dictates what they could be. Mm. If I want to be a complete arsehole with you and not chat to you and dismiss you, they might walk away and never come into a gym again. Yeah. Where true. if I turn around to someone and say if I'm deadlifting, they want to jump in with a session with me. As much as it's a pain to strip the weight off, to take it all apart, to put it back on again for my sets, I'd rather do that and give someone the opportunity to train with us. Yeah. Because that will bring them out the shell, give them some structure. Yeah. yeah. And push them forwards. And like I said, they could be the next British Strongest Man. We don't know. Yeah, that's true. And I yeah. think being open like that, and I think everyone should be like that. There's a, the gym etiquette now has changed a lot. The older men used to coach the younger guys. Now it's all social media, it's all this, it's all that. I think that's lost its way a bit. Yeah, yeah. And I think people look at influencers now as the older guys, like how I used to look at the older guys, younger guys look at the influencers. Yeah. And those influencers aren't great for you. No, no, no. But the person in that gym that trains there every single week, that will support you if you need it, need a spot, need some advice, they're the people you need to be looking at and they're the people you should be asking. Like I said, I'm always open to someone to coming up to us or messaging me, look, I'm struggling. Have you got any advice? My advice might not be correct, yeah. but my advice is what I've learned. Yeah, yeah. And what Your I've... experienced. Yeah, yeah, I've taken on board over the past couple of years mm. and I'll always pass that to anyone. You know, I'd quite happily take my time out, like half an hour, even an, if it took an hour, yeah, just yeah. to sit down and write things for them and take pictures to show, look, this is what you need to be doing. This is what you can do. This is how this setup should be. Yeah. That's the future. Yeah. They are the future of the gym. And I think that's massively important for people. Hugely important. Yeah. Bob on. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, as I said... Um, just don't be afraid to, to approach people people like John like incredible people out there that do want to help people and will give you all the time of day um, and yeah I think you've hit all the nail on the head there mate so Brilliant. all I have to say for me is thank you for coming mate thank oh, you for thank your, you for your time um, appreciate it thank you great we did, a, we did another one lined up in the pipeline to talk about that oh, mental health and things 100%, which yes. will be great um, and about social media and stuff there's a lot mm-hmm. to dive in there and you know on the first one we haven't got five hours so we'll save that for the second one um, <laughs> but yeah no it been great having you here mate thank you so much yeah, for coming thank down thank you very much for having um, me hope you've enjoyed the, the podcast guys as always so give us a rating uh, give us a follow give us a share on social stuff all helps us out um, that's a wrap and I'll catch you in the next one I'll see you guys soon see you guys